degrees. It's 7 o'clock at night. That's, That's right. $1,900. And you're listening to the Polo Saugero Show, where the heat is on and we educate our community through interviews with professionals. Alrighty, folks. Welcome back for another episode of the Polo Saugero Show. We'll be here until 9 o'clock. Uh, for the first uh, half of the show, we're going to be talking with a couple of representatives from Bristol Community College, giving some advice to fam- first-generation families and families in general about uh, how to apply to school, uh, just mission tips in general, how to pick a school, uh, and then we'll talk about financial aid, uh, tips for that, how to apply for financial aid, how much college typically costs. Uh, and then for from 8 to 9 o'clock, we'll have uh, state, Senator, uh, state Senate candidate uh, Jacob Ventura on. We'll talk about his candidacy, what he like, what his platform is, and uh, his kind of his background and whatnot. But to begin, uh, we have, well, why don't you guys introduce yourselves and uh, kind of give a little uh, background and bio on what you guys do. Uh, Rob Geddes, I'm uh, the admissions counselor at the Attleboro campus for Bristol Community College. Uh, I've been there for about six years. Before that, um, I was working, uh, I've worked at a bunch of different colleges and universities uh, for 10 years before that, uh, all sorts of different jobs in college administration, residence life, student activities. I managed a campus pub at one point, <laughs> so just about anything you can imagine, um, I, I did it. Um, my job at Bristol includes helping students with the enrollment process, the application, uh, going to college fairs, answering questions. Um, I was talking to a, uh, an admissions counselor from another school yesterday. Uh, about how fortunate I am. One of the benefits of my job is I get to go out into the community a lot more than other reps from other schools mm-hmm. um, to do more educational stuff like this. So yeah, that's absolutely an added bonus. Rob was actually my admissions counselor. <laughs> 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 Which shows how long I've been at Bristol. <laughs> Uh, I'm Mike Rogovin. I'm the financial aid counselor in Attleboro. Uh, I've been there for about two years before that. Um, I was in uh, the TRIO programs, which are community-based programs that help with uh, admissions, financial aid, the college process for first-generation students. Um, My role at the college is, aside from counseling students on the financial aid process, um, I also uh, do financial literacy uh, programs for uh, all campuses, uh, as well as default prevention um programs awesome you mentioned first generation rob you're actually doing an event too right with first generation families yes uh thank you <laughs> well done. uh yeah tomorrow night uh, Aug- uh october 18th uh, at 6 30 p.m at attleboro high school um we're doing an event uh to educate it's targeted it's a first generation primer so it's it's specific to it's it's pretty much taking college and breaking it down to the simplest terms for folks that uh, for students whose family has never sent anyone to college before um, in an attempt to demystify the whole process. Um, it's part of a larger college planning series that we've been doing this year um, that we're continuing through the spring semester uh, in collaboration with Bridgewater State University, um, Attleboro, Bishop Fee North Attleboro, and Norton High Schools, um, uh, doing different sessions to get folks more involved in the different aspects of the process um so uh it's in bray auditorium tomorrow night if anyone uh wants to stop by and get more information they're welcome to do that awesome cool and that's the 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 goal of this uh segment i guess was the same kind of stuff you're talking about now just to give advice to families first generation families or even families in general that uh maybe the admissions process has changed since they've been in or the financial aid has changed um but we'll, we'll 
to begin, when exactly is the right time for a student to even think about the college process? Is it ever too soon for someone to think about? Uh, it's never too soon. Um, and really, it's in some ways, it's never too late. Uh, yeah. But since tonight we're talking more about the high school <laughs> folks, we'll talk about too soon. Uh, no, I mean, I've, I've met with sophomores. I've met with freshmen that are, that are starting the process. Uh, it's, it really is never too early to start thinking about what you want out of college, where you might think you might be going, um, uh, where you want to, what types of schools you want to look at, how far away you're thinking about going. Um, it's, it's never too early to attend college fairs. Uh, th there are a lot of regional fairs. The high schools in the area host a lot of different fairs that typically are exclusive to juniors and seniors. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but some of the regional fairs that happen outside of the high schools or some of the fairs that happen at night outside of the school day are typically open to any age student. So it's, it's, it's never too early, no. Typically students will start the process late in the sophomore year, early in the junior year um, with really researching schools, going to college fairs, uh, taking campus tours, things like that. Yeah. It's, it's also never too early to start planning for college financially. Um, right. Depending... Uh, on uh, you know how many years you pay, uh, you plan to be based on your profession of choice uh, or different schools that you can attend it can get pretty costly and uh, you can start very very young to uh, to start financially planning to make sure that you have uh, the money available to uh, help you fund your goals yeah absolutely it was funny today at work we were talking they're like what would, what would you do if you won the lottery like probably pay off my student loans <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the first thing I'd want to do yeah. <laughs> Uh, but cool. So we'll talk. Uh, we got. We'll, we'll t we have a break at seven fifteen, but we can keep going into this. So uh, the next one I would have to ask is, how does someone know the college is right for them? Um, you know, is college for everyone in, in the high school? Is it sometimes? How how would someone make that distinction whether or not they should attend or not go? Uh, well, I mean, one of the first determining factors is what their career plan is. Um, but even if they're going into a career that typically doesn't require college education, doesn't mean it couldn't hurt. Yeah. Um, I met with a student uh, yesterday, actually, from North Attleboro. He's a, he's a senior in high school. Uh, his dad is a plumber. He's planning to go into business with his dad as a plumber. Mm -hmm. um, not a lot of colleges offer plumbing programs, yeah. uh, but we certainly have a business administration program. Um, that's a student that's planning to be run, that's expecting to be running the family business sometime in the next 10 to 15 years. So he's going to want those accounting skills, those management skills, those marketing skills, um, and those those come through that that college education. Um, so even even students that typically think of oh, college isn't for me, that's not yeah. something I'll be good at, um, or that's not something that I'll I'll need for my career. Um, will you need it? Maybe not. Could it certainly help? Absolutely. Yeah, I think part of what helped me the most too in college is that you you really learn how to be a critical thinker, how to analyze anything. Right. You know what I mean? So I, that was something that I, you know, I don't know. It was just like some of the skills that I learned. I always tell people like I feel like I could. From the skills I learned in college, I feel like I could be put in like any situation and kind of learn anything now. Yeah, um, and and even beyond critical thinking, the, the time management skills, absolutely. The, the financial, the personal, yeah, no, absolutely, <laughs> personal <laughs> financial <laughs> skills. Um, uh, there's there there's a lot of outside the classroom learning that can that can come into play. Yeah, 
Alrighty, folks, we're in the studio with uh, uh, some BCC uh, representatives who are talking about how to uh, the admissions process, what it's like, financial aid tips. Uh, so so I, when we come back, we'll talk more about uh, deadlines, SAT scores, GPAs, how that can affect your admissions process. And then we'll go into the financial aid, the cost, uh, uh, programs in place that can help families with the cost of uh, college. So stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. Rhode Island College will hold their Saturday, November 3rd from 1 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. in the Murray Center. Prospective students will have the opportunity to meet one-on-one -on -one with faculty and staff to learn about programs and student services. Students can explore Rick's campus through tours of the Quad, Fine and Performing Arts Center, Residence Halls, and the Rec Center. There will also be academic presentations and an informational presentation on admissions and financial aid. You sit down at your table, you get your card. 25 squares hold the key. Which one will it be? I-25, O-72, or Lucky B-13? Which one will be the square that makes you jump up and shout, Bingo! The Attleboro Elks Lodge, 1014, hosts Bingo each Sunday at 887 South Main Street. Open to the public, the kitchen opens at 5 p.m. with a variety of food available. Bingo starts at 6 p.m. Prizes are awarded and proceeds support Elks Charities. For further details, you can visit attleboroelks.org or you can call 508-222-5502. Remember, Elks Care, Elks Share. They'll challenge your authority. They'll try to break your will. They'll push you to the edge of your sanity. Because that's what kids do. But this car is your territory, not theirs. Defend it. Who makes the payments? Who cleans it? Who drives it? You do. That's who. And in here, your word is law. So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up, you won't budge an inch until you hear that click. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. Attleboro High School football team was recognized by the Massachusetts Interscholastic Athletic Association recently for their school supplies drive. This initiative provided students in need with school supplies ranging from backpacks to paper and pencils, all donated by the community. Join AACS this week as we showcase the MIAA Community Service Awards Ceremony. You can watch this program and all of our quality programs from around the area in high definition on the AACS Roku channel. Alrighty, folks, we're back in studio giving advice and kind of explaining the process, uh, applying to a school, applying to college. Uh, how do you know what's right for you and, and whatnot? We're here with representatives from uh, Bristol Community College. Uh, so, Rob, we were talking about kind of how a student will determine whether or not college is right for them. Uh, so, so let's say, you know, the guy finally decides, all right, I, I want to go to school, or, you know, male or female, I want to go to school. Uh, how essentially do they, they, they pick a school? How do they figure out which school they want to even go to? Uh, there are a, a ton of different ways. Um, what I always explain to students is the, the first step is to make a list of what you want out of your college education um, or your time in college, I should say. You know, do, do you want to be somewhere close by or do you want to be far away? Do you want to be on an urban campus? Do you want to be on a rural campus? Mm -hmm. Do you want a, a huge school? Do you want something smaller? Um, uh, and, and let those 
factors kind of narrow your list down. Um, and cost is absolutely a, a consideration. Um, does, does the school have the major you want? What, um, what are their job placement opportunities, internship opportunities? There's, there's a lot to consider. As far as uh, the process itself, um, I mentioned earlier college fairs. That's a great opportunity. Um, it, it's, it's difficult to drive to 50 to 100 colleges in a, in, at all, <laughs> let alone in a one-hour time frame. Um, college fairs are where we come to you. Um, you don't have to have extensive conversations with admissions reps at college fairs. Um, just walking through, picking up information from all of the schools. If some of them look interesting to you, check out their website, start narrowing it down from there. Um, take some campus tours uh, to see how the campus feels. Um, a lot of colleges have uh, open houses. Rhode Island College just advertised an open house here. <laughs> 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 um, uh, you know, an open house is will include a campus tour, but it'll also give you an opportunity to talk to uh, the residence hall staff. Uh, mm -hmm. It'll give you an opportunity to talk to the student activities office, coaches, uh, test out the good food that they offer. <laughs> uh, um, so it, it, gives, it gives a little bit more of an in-depth feel to what the college has. Um, doing an overnight, following a student around for a day, take a day in the life of a student type yeah. of program. Um, in the spring, a lot of colleges do accepted students days, which are targeted for the students that they've admitted for the following fall. Uh, and that's kind of their last big sales pitch because they know students been admitted to two or three other schools yeah. um you know and that's their way of saying like how can we get you to come here yeah. uh so so there there are tons of opportunities to learn about all the different schools um once you've exposed yourself to those schools and know what you're looking for uh then you can that, that will get you down to what school you you ultimately want yeah yeah i, I know for me too and it might be just be the nerd in me but i used to always look up the faculty there and kind of see like what their background was or their research that they've done because I'm Absolutely. like all right if, if they're re researching the same stuff I'm interested in I'm like all right I'm gonna like this and it's the same thing when I I was a tour guide for a little bit during my undergrad so I'd always yeah. say like you know our teachers have you know their lawyers or this or that they've done this and I feel like that kind of helps students gauge their interest in it too absolutely so, uh, Mike how did you ultimately decide what school you wanted to go to um I uh, they, they had a special program that I that I was interested in, yeah. uh, and that was something. It was um, uh, a little bit more of a financial burden than I wish. Now that I'm paying off the <laughs> loans, um, but uh, we're gonna scare everyone away with this. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't mean to do that, but uh, you know, on um, you know, how do you pick a school? It's also good to uh, when you're looking at schools to talk with your family and and analyze your available funds and resources and how um, you plan on, on, on funding uh, yep. your education uh, because uh, far too often I, I've, I've uh, had people who had this perfect idea, this perfect school, um, and the funds weren't there, and then they had to come to the realization that it, it just, was, just wasn't doable. Again, not trying to scare people away, just... Uh, want you to uh, to be aware, but uh, ultimately, yeah, they had a special program um, that uh, no other schools had. Gotcha. So uh, that's that's what I want. Cool, uh, Rob. Is there a, uh, there are specific websites too, right, where people can search by major or narrow it down? Isn't there certain websites like that? Yeah, there. Um, 
I mean, the, the, the Common Application website, so the Common Application is, is one way to apply to colleges. Yeah. Uh, about, uh, I think, 500 schools across the country subscribe to the Common Application where you go, you fill out one application, and that goes to whatever schools you pick on, on the Common App. Um, so that has application of its me- uh, information about its member schools. Um, uh, College Board um, has information about different colleges and universities. Um, there are some other search engines that are specific to colleges and universities. Um, it also doesn't hurt to look up specific schools or specific programs. That being said, uh, Google gets advertising money yeah, <laughs> so yeah, from, yeah. from colleges and universities. So um, a, a good, so an, an added uh perspective that I have is my oldest daughter is going through this process now. So I'm also a parent. Um, And uh, a couple years ago, she was considering going into forensic science. And so she looked up forensic science programs. Yeah. And, you know, University of Tampa, Syracuse University, and a couple others. And, and so, okay, that's, that's one way to start the search. Yeah. Um, Do you really think you want to be in Tampa? Yeah. Do you really think you want to? And then, Driving out to the Midwest one summer, we stopped for lunch in Syracuse, and I said, so how's the car ride so far? She said, oh, it's so long. I said, well, we're about uh, 45 minutes away from Syracuse University. <laughs> is that, and she said, oh, yeah, this is the limit of how far I want to go. <laughs> so now we've got a radius. Okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, uh, so so there's, there's a few different ways to go about it, yeah. Cool. And uh, let's say someone finally decides they want to attend. Uh, and one thing the schools always mention too are the SATs. Does everyone have to take this, or is it you know some schools you don't have to? Uh, how should someone determine whether or not if they want to take their SATs, or they should or shouldn't? They should look at what the school requires. Every every college and university has different requirements related to the application process in terms of minimum high school GPA. Uh, whether or not they require SAT or ACT or both, or whether they're test optional, which means you can uh, waive the test requirement from your application. Mm-hmm. Typically in that case, they the colleges or universities want to see a, a higher GPA. Um, uh, so there's there's a number of different, uh, there are a number of different criteria that colleges will look at. Um, some will require an interview, some will, uh, will be explicit in terms of scoring uh, a resume of activities or extracurricular or co-curricular activities. Um, so it, it, the important, and then there are schools like, like Bristol. We don't require a college essay. We don't require SATs or ACTs. Um, if you uh, did well on the reading and writing portion of your SAT, then we can waive part of our placement test for you. Uh, so there is still benefit to taking them, but they're not required. Uh, so th- the important thing is once you've decided uh, on a school or you've narrowed it down to a few schools, making sure you fully understand what their requirements are and that you're meeting the, the deadlines for the application. Gotcha. Yeah, deadlines are important, especially when, <laughs> you, when you're transferring or anything like that, too. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. um, well, so let's say you're in school. Maybe you don't have the highest GPA. Do uh, you have options for you? Are you doomed? Like, what can someone with a low GPA do if they if they think they still want to go to college, though? Uh, you're definitely not doomed. Um, for for schools that have uh, minimum GPA requirements or uh, some combination of GPA and SAT score requirements, a student that has a low GPA but uh, did exceptionally well on SATs 
may still be considered by uh, by a college or university that has a minimum GPA requirement. Um, uh, Bristol doesn't look at GPA uh, at, at all for any of our programs. Um, for some of our selective health programs, we, we may look at specific grades in math or chemistry uh, for in terms of our health science programs like nursing or dental hygiene. But beyond that, um, we're, we're not looking at your GPA where it, as long as you're sending us a transcript that verifies you've completed your high school requirements, we can we can admit you into the into uh, just about any of our programs. Awesome, awesome. Alrighty, folks, we're in studio with uh, representatives from Bristol Community College talking about the admissions process, how to apply, how do you know you're ready to apply, uh, different tips and advice uh, for uh, first generation families or just any family in general um, in that college process. And then we're also going to discuss financial aid options for families, uh, how to apply, uh, different scholarships, grants, and loans, what the difference is and what not to look at for your family. So stick around. We'll learn a little bit more after these messages. Hi, my name is Chris Wildman and I'm the manager of the Elder Dental Program. We are inviting any seniors residing in Massachusetts who are 60 and older to attend our free dental screening clinic in Taunton on Saturday, October 20th from 8.45 a.m. to 1 p.m. Participants will receive a free dental screening and have an opportunity to speak with our dentist in the clinic's relaxed and friendly setting. Participants will be screened for oral cancers and have a chance to receive free denture cleanings. For more information, call 774-203-1326. The Free Dental Screening Clinic is organized by the Elder Dental Program, a project of the Community VNA. Rich is just a really, oh, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no, what are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Mental health, just like physical health, is an important part of every person's overall well-being. Learn about the many issues surrounding mental health by listening to our new show, Exploring Mental Illness, everything you wanted to know but were too afraid to ask, on Mondays at 6 p.m. on WARA 1320 AM. You can also listen for free by subscribing to the Exploring Mental Illness podcast on the iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn platforms. Find out more information by going to WARARadio.com and clicking on podcasts. Alrighty, folks. We're back in studio with uh, representatives from Bristol Community College, kind of explaining the admissions process, and we're going to segue into the financial aid um, portion of the interview. But, uh, Rob, before we wrap up, if you could give a tip to a, a high school junior or senior thinking about college or maybe first generation, their, their family's never been to college, what would you tell that person if you uh, could give them one piece of advice? Um, like I said before, come up with that list of, of priorities, but also be active in the process. 
and, and own the process. Um, a, a lot of times I'm at college fairs and students are walking around with their friends and uh, they, they, they'll see a table and, and you'll see them start to walk towards that table and their friend will be like, oh, the school's over here. And so they, they walk away. They obviously wanted that information. Go get that information. Yeah, it's yeah, your, yeah. That's your college experience. Um, and and that it's also important for parents to hear that to some extent. Um, one of my colleagues at Boston College uh, once I heard uh, compare it to uh, the times the kid is learning how to drive. You know, the, the parent is in the passenger seat. <laughs> Um, you, you know, the, uh, I'll never forget take my daughter taking a left turn that I didn't expect and grabbing onto the side, <laughs> grabbing onto the passenger door. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like that. You, you wish the brake was there, but it's not there. It's, it's their process, their learning. They need to be doing it. Um, so absolutely be there supporting, uh, be there giving them information, but, but let them own the process. And yeah, be active in it. I think that's important. Too. I remember when I was in high school, people were like, I'm like, oh, where are you going? Like, oh, my boyfriend or my girlfriend's going here, so I think I'm going to go there. It's like, that's how you not, decide. Not a, good, <laughs> not a good way to choose a college. <laughs> but, yeah, absolutely. So own it and, um, you know, think about yourself, too, and what you want out of your college experience. Right. But all right. So, Mike, let's talk about a little bit of financial aid kind of aspect right. of uh, college in general. Uh um, it varies, I'm assuming. So uh, how much essentially roughly would college cost? And uh, do families have to pay everything that, you know, if the if they go online and it says that this school charges this much for tuition fees, is that something the family's like, all right, I have to come up with all of this? No. Um, college costs vary differently on uh, depending on um, what type of college you'll be attending. Uh, so two-year institutions uh, tend to be very inexpensive. Uh, four-year public institutions tend to be a little bit more expensive than that, and then private four-year institutions tend to be the most expensive. Um, and the cost of attendance by no means should the um, family th uh, think that, that they have to come up with all that money. Uh, however, they should be aware of it and uh, because, uh, especially at some of the uh, private institutions, um, most of the most of the financial aid award may be loan based, which means that at some point you're going to have to pay it. Um, however, some private institutions do give great grants, uh, as well as I mean, public four year and public two year institutions also do that as well. Um, but no, uh, you don't have to pay everything that's listed. Gotcha. Yeah. And I've, I've even heard, uh, I had a colleague at a private institution refer to his tuition and fee price once as a sticker price. Where you know the sticker, our tuition and fee sticker price is fifty five thousand yeah. dollars, but every student automatically receives our our ten thousand dollar college grant. Yeah, yeah. And then and then he talked about some other scholarship opportunities. So, um, so looking at the tuition and fees and then recognizing what may automatically come off, which exactly. some might say, why not just charge less? But <laughs> rather than giving that some grant to everyone, but yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But all right. Um, so, what would be the first step in the? All right, they, they've narrowed down their school. They've applied. Uh, what's the process like for them to apply for the financial aid? How should they start? How should even they be, even begin their process with financial aid? So, the first step of financial aid is to complete the FAFSA, which stands for Free Application for Federal Student Aid. Um, typically. Uh, 
it's it's done a year in advance. So, uh, for example, right now, uh, October 1st, the FAFSA for the 18-19 school year became available. Um, I would recommend uh, that students... Uh, for the 19-20 school me. year. Yeah. Did I say... Eighteen, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I misspoke. I meant the eighteen, <laughs> the the nineteen twenty. I've been doing that all day. Um, <laughs> school year is available. Uh, I would recommend that uh, students and families get started on it as soon as possible because uh, the FAFSA is not the end of the process. It's the very beginning. Um, after that, if you're applying to private schools, um, some private institutions uh, require an additional. Um, financial aid application. Um, more commonly, it's it's called the CSS profile. It's run through College Board. It's a much more intensive and in-depth financial picture um, of the family. Um, and then uh, also just pay attention to your institution. I would say get to know your financial aid counselor. Um, we get a lot of bad rep sometimes because uh, we, we don't always have favorable information, uh, you know, information from people because we we have to hit them with the reality of yeah this is going to cost you know this is what your your financial picture is that's in my opinion that's more helpful getting that up front right away than yeah. applying and having everything done and then being like oh by the way you owe us this much before uh mm-hmm. classes start yeah <laughs> um i would also like to key off of what rob said about being active in the process i that is that is priceless. Uh, students who you know just do their FAFSA and say, "Oh, you know, I'm I'm all set," um, miss things down the line, and that can uh, interfere with you getting into your classes, making sure things are paid for, and all that. So be active. Um, you know, keep checking your email, keep uh, opening envelopes that come from the school, um, check with your financial aid counselor, just. For the heck of it, to yeah. you know, make sure everything's okay. They're good people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, through that FAFSA, they're also allowed to apply uh, apply for multiple schools through that. Right? Yes. So it's uh, not just you don't have to do it. You can do like a mass kind of. Yeah, the FAFSA you can add up to ten schools at a time. Um, if you are applying to more than ten, uh, the what you would do is you would send it with you would put the first ten schools on it on there. Uh, and then go back uh, a few days later, edit it, and uh, take out a couple schools and send the remaining schools. All the schools, even if you remove them to add schools, uh, will still receive your FAFSA and start processing your aid. Awesome. And just to put it like in chronological order, when uh, should a person think about applying, uh, Rob, and then what's that financial aid process like? When do they apply for that? Same time. Same time. So it was the same, yeah. same, same time. time. The, the, the FAFSA became available October 1st. Yeah. Our application became uh, became live October 1st. Um, uh, early action and early decision uh, deadlines are typically in November or December. So students are, some seniors are already applying. My daughter has already filled out a couple of applications. Yeah. Um, so it's, so they can happen at the same time. It, it, you don't, a student doesn't have to be admitted before yeah. filling out the financial aid application. Um, and to Mike's exactly. point, because yeah. of all the processing that FAFSA has to do, that each college has to do, the earlier the better. 
And uh, for maybe some listeners who haven't heard of it, what is, what, what's the what's early action and, and, and whatnot? What is the difference for it? Uh, early, early action is when you uh, apply to a college earlier on in the process so that you can get your decision earlier. Typically, uh, typically college decisions are uh, made and students receive them uh, in the winter sometime in, or late in the winter, late February. Um, with early action and early decision, you find out much sooner in the process, some, sometimes as early as December, whether or not you've been admitted. Um, early action is, uh, is, just, um, is just that, just an accelerated process. Early decision is, actual, is actually a contractual agreement that you're making with the institution that you're saying, I'm applying now and committing to your school. If you admit me, I'm going to attend. Gotcha. Um, so that should only be done to for a student's top institution. Um, I actually heard a story recently about a student that did early decision to two institutions. Um, That's the, the two, the two schools, <laughs> right. they, they found out about it, and they both rescinded her admission. So she's oh, not wow. going to either school. Wow. Um, so it's, it's a contractual agreement saying, saying, yes, if you admit me, I'm going to attend. Gotcha. Uh, Mike, is it fact or fiction when uh, when people say if you finish your fi- your fast for earlier, there's more money available to you? Uh, that is that is true. Um, I, I know many schools as, as well as ours. Uh, we have a priority deadline, um, uh, which means that uh, those who get their fafsas complete uh, before that deadline, uh, there's a greater um, availability of funds uh, for us to for us to award you and. Uh, and uh, take up some potential loan burden um, that uh, if you get it done fast, uh, get it done sooner. Um, I should also mention at this point that the FAFSA, uh, there are um, processes down the line through verification. Uh, a lot of times getting that done uh, sooner can, can benefit you as well. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, when I, I remember when I did my FAFSA, like I was always in BCC doing uh with the financial aid officer there just because there was so much info too sometimes and a lot of it's like we need your parents info for this or that and we need this and that so in my opinion i think going to the financial aid uh counselor is extremely helpful through that entire process um i agree (laughs) (laughs) and and you're ensuring yourself that it's getting done the right way too you know you don't have to worry about it um but there are different types of uh, financial opportunities, right? So we have scholarships, grants, and loans. Um, could you explain a little bit what each is and how they d- differentiate from uh, one another and kind of uh, what are some things a family could say, all right, we're going to choose this loan or we'll pick this scholarship or whatnot? Okay. So uh, grants grants and scholarships are free money. Those are money that you never have to pay back. They're just given to you to go to school. Grants come primarily from either the federal state government or uh, the school themselves. Um, You never have to pay them back. Scholarships can come from uh, either the school or uh, numerous outside institutions. There are millions of scholarships for almost anything you can think of. Um, uh, With scholarships, often there are separate application to the FAFSA, um, or CSS profile for private uh, private institutions, um, and usually they require some sort of essay or 
or uh, work, but they can be tailored to a hobby you have, a field of study that you're going into, anything like that. Uh, and the, there's some great work resources out there to search for those. Um, I would recommend if you're interested in scholarships, uh, starting a, a year before, like with the FAFSA, because um, far too often students have come to me in the summer um, looking for scholarships for the following school year, and uh, they're they're just they're all gone. Um, if I can plug one uh, yeah, resource, absolutely. I would say fastweb.com uh, is a good resource for uh, looking up scholarships. You create a profile, um, and they'll show you um, some scholarships that they think would be tailored towards you, uh, as well as um, email you when new scholarships come up that uh, would fit the uh, your your profile. Um, and so the FAFSA is strictly just yeah. loans, correct? No, the FAFSA is for loans, grants, and scholarships. Sorry, I forgot the loan piece. I'll jump yeah, into yeah. that now. <laughs> loans you have to pay back. Um, there are multiple kinds of loans. Uh, the two primary loans that uh, you will see are the direct Stafford loans. Um, and those, uh, there are annual limits to those based on your uh, dependency status and, uh, and um, uh, enrollment level. And uh, those are kind of broken up into two categories. I'm not sure how in-depth you want me to get on this. Uh, <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> the more right. info, the better, I think, for sure. the listeners. Uh, so. direct, loans, direct loans are broken up into uh, subsidized and unsubsidized. And what that means is that for the subsidized loans, the government pays the interest for you while you're in school, uh, which is a great benefit and ends up saving you uh, lots of money. Um, unsubsidized loans, uh, interest is accruing while you're in school and is then capitalized um, whenever you graduate or drop below half-time enrollment. Uh, uh, students can make interest payments while they're enrolled if they want to keep that down, or if not, um, you know, that's, that's fine too. They're not required to do so. Um, for uh, more expensive institutions, there are also PLUS loans, a PLUS loan. Uh, is at the undergraduate level is a loan that a parent would take out um, to uh, help the student pay, um, you know, pay for the cost of attendance. Uh, in uh, a graduate school, the, the student themselves can take out a PLUS loan. And then there's private loans. Uh, I would always recommend federal loans over private loans. Um, they uh, have, tend to have lower interest rates they uh, with the direct loans they're not credit based so even if you have credit problems uh, doesn't matter you can still get those loans and um, uh, they have excellent um, benefits that help you pay off if you get into trouble there are different programs that you can get into to help you pay off your loans in different ways absolutely already folks we're in in, uh, in studio with uh, missions counselor and financial aid uh, counselor from Bristol Community College talking about the missions process financial aid tips and advice for first-generation families or just any families in general so we're gonna uh, take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll start to wrap everything up and kind of talk a little bit more about specific tips for uh, these families so stick around we'll be right back after these messages. Dr. Gary Highlander will return to Richards Memorial Library for a series of lectures titled Papers. The series starts with the Federalist Papers on Thursday, October 4th. It will be followed by the Pumpkin Papers on Thursday, October 18th, 
and the Pentagon Papers on November 1st. All lectures will take place at 7 p.m. Registration is required to attend these lectures. If you'd like to register, you can email librarian Maggie Holmes at mholmes at salesinc.org. As humans, we ask ourselves all kinds of questions. But what if we were forced to ask ourselves a question every day that affected the outcome of the most basic things, the most important things in our lives? The question is, what is your sexual orientation or gender identity? And the answer is the difference between keeping your job or getting fired. The answer is the difference between staying in your home or getting evicted. The answer is the difference between receiving medical treatment or not. Because in 31 states, it's legal to discriminate against people based on their answer to this question. LGBT Americans have the right to say, I do, but they don't have the same basic rights as everyone else. Get the facts at beyondido.org. Brought to you by the Gill Foundation and the Ad Council. Amigo Inc. is currently looking for qualified individuals to help fill various positions within the company. Located at 33 Perry Avenue, Amigo is offering full and part-time positions in addition to per diem opportunities. Amigo offers first, second, and third shift availability to help fit your needs and theirs. When you join Amigo, you will help to create a positive client experience for all the individuals we have the privilege of serving on a daily basis. For more information on all positions available, please call 508 508- Four five five six two zero zero, or visit our website at amigoinc.org. Alrighty, folks, we're back in studio with uh, representatives from Bristol Community College talking about the admissions process, financial aid, advice, and tips for uh, first-generation families or just uh, any family in general thinking about it. Uh, but, Mike, we were talking about the FAFSA. Uh, where exactly can someone even go? What's the, the website that someone can go to to, to start their FAFSA process? So uh, this this um, the the primary website and the only website that you should use to do the FAFSA is uh, fafsa.gov. It is a government site. It is government aid. Uh, I'd just like to emphasize that because there are many sites out there that uh, pose as the FAFSA and charge people money. Um, I have had students a number of times come in and think that they had it done. Uh, when they didn't, and they had already paid 80 bucks to this website that they thought was true. Uh, one thing to just to remember is that the first F in the FAFSA stands for free. So FAFSA.gov <laughs> is the site to go to. Absolutely, that. and uh, so they apply for they do they do their FAFSA. They get the the letter in with their loans. They have a few different options for their loans and whatnot. Um, do they, do they have to accept these loans? Can they say, I don't want this? Or is it automatically, hey, you apply, this is yours now? The student doesn't have to accept any part of their aid package that they don't want. Um, so if you are offered loans and you don't want to take them, uh, something that happens uh, a lot with um, uh, private inst- four-year institutions is uh, they will roll Parent PLUS loans into the award letter. Um, which I, I'm, I'm not a fan of just because uh, Parent PLUS loans are based on credit, so not everybody's parents can get them. And it's also not, yeah. it's, it's, not uh, a, it's not aid for the student. It's a, it's a parent's decision on whether or not they want to do that. And some parents are very willing. Some want to have nothing to do with it. 
So you don't have to accept any money that you don't want to accept. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, when they accept whatever they want and whatnot, and they're left with sometimes there is like, sometimes a loan wouldn't cover everything, and sometimes it does. But uh, what are some of the payment options that families have available to them when they're in this process? Uh, different schools have different payment options at BCC. Um, uh, we start our payment plan in the summer, and uh, if you enroll before, uh, generally it's the beginning of August, uh, you don't have to put any money down, and then it's broken up into four payments that will, will be withdrawn uh, over the course of the semester. Uh, I think most schools do a similar thing where the, the uh, money has to be paid over the semester or over the school year. Um, and that's a good way for people who necessarily don't want to take out a bunch of debt and loans. Yeah. Uh, not that loans are bad, but uh, they just prefer to do that. And I would always advocate that um, if you can afford uh, to make the payments and not go into debt, that's a, it's a good choice. Yeah, and no, just because it came to my mind, too. Uh, on that FAFSA, too, sometimes you'll have like a work study, too, that's available, right? Yeah. And uh, so a work study... Because that's something I always thought about too. When work study, when it says like a thousand dollars or whatever, it's not you have that up front. Right, work study uh, is considered part of your financial aid, uh, and the the perp- the the procedure with it is is uh, you check. There's a box to check off on the FAFSA that says you're interested in work study. That lets the school know that it's something that you would be considering. Uh, you would then have to uh, contact the financial aid office. Um, Sometimes there's an, an, an extra application or extra paper that you have to fill out requesting work-study. Uh, and then um, you would have to find a job. So it's like any other part-time job. Uh, sometimes the financial aid office has lists of jobs that they can recommend to you. Sometimes you have to go out um, you know, into the different departments, into the library, into the enrollment center, into you know, all these different departments that might have uh, work-study jobs and inquire about them. Yeah. Uh, and then as you work it, you get receive a paycheck, uh, just like just like any job. It's considered part of your aid because the idea is that you use the money for educational funds, uh, but ultimately it's up to you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. I know BCC had it when I was still there, um, and some schools probably do the same thing. Is there still like a portal that you can apply for your scholarships through their website? They used to have that when I was there. I don't know if it's still there, though. Yeah, the, it's the foundations. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Bristol has uh, the foundation, and the foundation is uh, um, they throw up a few, uh, you know, a bunch of um, scholarships every year, and uh, there's a portal through the Bristol website where you can uh, get to the foundations page, see all the scholarships, apply. Awesome. And, and so forth. And a lot of colleges will have those, and 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 some exactly, of the more yeah. expensive. Um, Private or public institutions will also have merit-based scholarships, which are really academic-based mm-hmm. scholarship opportunities. Yeah. yeah. I think something that I, I was always curious about, too, and I thought it was kind of interesting to always look up was the, the endowment that a school has. Because kind of like the more money <laughs> yeah. they have, the more money they might be able to dish out <laughs> for their yeah. students. I was, I was explaining to someone uh, the other day because they were, they were complaining about college endow- endowments and how college should be free if a college has multi-millions of dollars of, en- of endowment. And I was ex- so an endowment really is just their savings account. Yeah. All they do is they let that money sit, collect interest, and they take the interest and put it towards 
a new campus center or a yeah. building renovation or a, or a science center or whatever. Um, so that's the, the endowment isn't just like them raking in money and just, you know, <laughs> they're not doing the uh, Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck yeah. swim through the coins or anything in the president's office. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mike, if you could give a tip to a high school junior or senior uh, thinking about college or the finan- or just a tip through them with the f- this financial aid process, what, what would you uh, – uh, what would your tip or advice be to them? Uh, I would say to uh, be active, start early, and um, uh, keep keep up on things. Make sure every everything's complete, uh, and think about it. And, and for young families who may not even be thinking about this, uh, one of the most uh, you know, if you have young children, uh, one of the most valuable things you can do for them is set up a uh, five twenty nine savings plan, which is a college savings plan. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's in partnership with the state. I think, uh, I live in Rhode Island, but I think Massachusetts does it through MIFA. Um, there's tax benefits to it. It's, it's a great way to make sure that, uh, that child when they're older has enough money to fund their education. A lot of, a lot of banks offer, like Fidelity has, uh, is always advertising their 529 plans and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, For me, I think the biggest thing I would say was, Figure out like what your upfront cost is going to be because that was a, a big thing for me when I was always looking at it because they show you all these numbers or loans, but I was always doing the math like, all right, so cost is this, all right, so I have to come up with and that leftover is important because, like, if you don't, you know, if they say, all right, you have 10 grand left, you either need to go to a third party loan or try to figure out how you're going to be able to afford this payment. They're like, oh, we could do. Ten month payment, like, yeah, it's a thousand bucks a month, man. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> yeah. not a it's there's, not pocket change. And there yeah. is, is there's a I can never remember the website, isn't it? There's a college calculator. Uh, most, uh, yeah, most schools have on their website yeah, a, cost, yep. a cost calculator. Um, but I think College Board does one yep. um, where you can compare them. Uh, there's actually, this comparison sheet. Yeah, College Board does have one uh, comparison sheet where you can put in different co- you know, different colleges, and it'll... You know, uh, you can put in the different aid packages they gave you and how much the cost is and really kind of work it out dollar for dollar because you might have uh, applied for, you know, applied to a private institution that costs more than a public institution. But uh, when you get down through the aid, the public institution would cost you more. Yeah. So th- th- those are excellent tools mm-hmm. to look for. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because even when I was at BCC and I was transferring to uh, the four year school, every state school also offered all different financial aid packages. Yeah. Th- that's surprising. Like some of those state schools, I was like, oh wow, for a couple more, I can go to this school or that one. You know what I mean? But it was um, it's interesting. But if you guys could go back, tell yourselves one thing during the you, your college process to help you along the way, what would you want to tell yourself before you started? Uh, study <laughs> study <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was that was more my problem once I was in college too. Um, yeah. I, I would say learn more about it before the process Be, like I'll never forget I, I applied to two public schools two private schools I got a financial aid letter from one of the private schools I went running into my, to my kitchen I was like mom I got a full ride I got a full ride yeah. she's like loan 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 you're not going here <laughs> you're uh, not going here uh, so, so learn as, <laughs> learn as much as you can about the process. Ask yeah. questions. Yes, exactly. Um, Ask questions. That's yeah, that's very valuable. And and Mike and I both have offices right on the campus here in Attleboro. So just because whether you're planning on coming to Bristol yeah, or not, just, 
get in touch with us. Yeah, come by yeah. and see us. If somebody wanted to get in touch with you guys, how could uh, how can they do so? Uh, for either one of us, yeah. the, the, the simplest way would be to call the Enrollment Center in Attleboro. Right. Um, that phone number is 508-226-2484. Um, they have access to both of our calendars, and they can they can schedule they can. appointments for us. Exactly. Um, we're also I mentioned the uh, the college planning series that's that's going on. Um, that information is on our website. Uh, it's if you go to bristolcc.edu/slash/college-planning-series. Um, very creative URL <laughs> uh, uh, that has details of the events that we're doing this fall. Um, so you can stop by one of those to ask questions. Uh, as part of that series, actually, something I, I thought of as, as Mike was talking, there are two f uh, what are called FAFSA days, um, which are opportunities for you to complete the FAFSA with assistance from a guidance counselor or a financial aid counselor. Um, there's one happening at Attleboro High School on November 4th, Sunday, November 4th. I believe it starts at 1 o'clock. Um, I don't believe the Patriots are playing a 1 o'clock game that week. I think, <laughs> I think the head of guidance mentioned that. And then... Uh, we're hosting one at our Attleboro campus on Saturday, November 17th at 9 a.m. Uh, so the so the details can be found on our website. Awesome. Do you guys have anything uh, else you maybe we didn't mention or you want to make sure you mention it? Or is that what pretty much... Uh, you that was, I, was, yeah. I was throwing that college yeah. planning yeah. Yeah. one more time. Uh, but yeah, and the event tomorrow night, uh, the first generation college primer, um, Attleboro High School, Bray Auditorium at 6.30 p.m. Awesome. Cool. Uh, I, I was talking earlier about it. Uh, we usually do, at the end of each show, we, I like to, it's become like a little thing to our show. We usually ask uh, if you could talk to anyone from history and ask them one question, uh, who would you want to talk to and uh, what would you want to ask them? So we could start with, uh, <laughs> if you guys if you guys want to answer, if you don't, it's <laughs> oh, fine. Geez. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you told us at the beginning of the show and I've had this long to think about it and I still can't. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I can yeah, pull it yeah, out. That's yeah, a heavy yeah. question. I got you. I, yeah, I, I, have narrowed it down to like eight people. <laughs> I still can't decide. Maybe if I have a dinner party. Yeah, um, that, that was. We could do that if you wanted. If you could have a dinner party with three guests, who would they want? Who would you? Who would you want to have at your dinner table? So I, I think I had. I had really narrowed it down to to Kennedy and Lincoln. Yeah. Um. Just yeah. to. Just I mean to amazing uh u.s history figures um and i'm, I'm not sure just just, <laughs> to, just to ask them you know what what they would have done had they had they not what, been killed he lived <laughs> what else did they have planned yeah um and to to get their thoughts because the world has changed a lot Absolutely. in 150 years since uh since lincoln's presidency and the 50 Ooh. years since kennedy yeah. um so I think that's I think that's where I'd start. There's there's plenty of others to, to think <laughs> awesome. about. Cool. Uh, Good stuff. I, I got as far as uh, Confucius and George Washington. There you I'm go. not sure <laughs> who the third C would oh, be. Oh, Washington. Ben yeah. Franklin. Why didn't I think of yeah. Ben Franklin? Yeah. Yeah. Get a founding father in there? Those right. are all good. Those <laughs> are all good. But already, folks, uh, that's going to conclude this portion of uh, our show. We're going to... Um, from 8 to 9 o'clock, we're going to talk uh, to Jacob Ventura, who is running for uh, state senator uh, this coming election. And uh, so, yeah, so we uh, puts out some good information out there for the admissions process, financial aid process. And if anyone else, is, if anyone's interested in uh, Bristol Community College, it's bristolcc.edu. Correct? Correct. Correct. So, uh, all right, guys, thank you.